0: Point, 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 oh, oh, oh. Hey, everyone. We've already hit a really big milestone for our podcast. Uh, we've been doing this thing for, I don't know how many years, five years? Five years now. And we're about ready to hit our 100th episode.
1: Yeah.
0: And we want to do something special for this episode. Nice. Uh, we've really gathered a great community lately. We've got fans coming yeah, man, in busting man, up our cr- podcast right now. And asking and for autographs. They're so sad. <laughs> uh, yeah, but honestly, we've got quite a community that we built recently and the last year or two. We're going strong. And we want to kind of include you guys in this 100th episode. What do we want to do, Matt? Uh, What we
2: want you to do is we want you to send your um, favorite stories about Japan or Japanese culture or Japanese subculture and um, give them to us. And what we're going to do is we're going to read them on uh, the 100th episode. And uh, we're
0: also going to play some of your responses. So maybe you took a trip out here and just had a really good story or met someone or had something cool happen. Maybe you live here and you just want to talk about your favorite areas, your favorite food. Yeah, your favorite. Favorite neighborhood? Why you love Japan so much? Yeah, your favorite Japanese movie? Anything that
2: you know has to do with um, uh, the type of stuff that you know Japan Tupanoa
0: listeners are known for? You know, uh, cool, cool Japanese. Maybe stuff. Your, your favorite episode you could talk about, or any anything really related to Japan and kind of subculture. Mm-hmm. And what will they get, David? You're gonna get bag of shame not everyone though Uh, we will depending on how many people we get but we'll probably just draw one like a random drawing maybe we'll do it on air or something and uh yeah we'll send one person a bag of shame go and listen to our bag of shame episode but it won't really be bag of shame where they we just like that name i'll send you some goodies
2: we'll send you some of our favorite treats and some of our favorite knickknacks um uh we'll put together a cool care package uh under the title bag of shame that's right and um yeah we'll draw a name from a hat and uh that'll determine our winner uh-huh. So, um, you were looking forward to hearing from all your, uh,
0: correspondents, you know, all your, oh yes, you gotta get creative. There's two ways. I think the way we would really love it if you did it would be sending in an audio recording. Uh, pretty much all smartphones these days have a voice memo feature. It's actually how we record the podcast. Nothing that high tech. Uh, so if you could just like record it on that and send it to our emails, probably the easiest place, maybe even on Facebook messenger, they might have a way to receive files, but I think other social media is not really good at receiving audio files. So yeah,
2: we'll definitely be checking out our email so uh, email us at japan 2.0 it's japan two point spelled out and
0: zero that's and right. that uh, no spaces yep. at gmail.com so you could you could write us and we could read it on air if, you, if you're a little shy to record your voice but uh, so we'll be doing some of those and then uh, yeah we'll just play like clips if you send in audio which should be awesome
2: yeah and we'll announce the winner at the end of our 100th episode that's so, right um, Please uh, send us all your your ideas and anything you'd like to share uh, we'd love to hear from you yep. look forward to it.
1: My inspiration and my energy, everything up to this point, this place has left me. Yeah, there's a place that's better, but fascination can't go on forever. So real, like a meeting with a friend who knew shape from beginning.
2: Two, 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 point, point, point. Hello, and welcome to Japan 2.0, uh, the podcast about Japanese culture and Japanese travels and Japanese office. events. Good, yeah. That- uh, I'm Matt. as David, and uh, we're coming at you today with a topic that uh, is a little different for from us, but something we've wanted to do for a while, which is cover some some kind of pop culture and
0: um, news news stories, of, you know, that are happening in Japan. And yeah, so we cover a lot of things that are a bit, I would say, timeless. You know, like you don't have to be listening to this in 2019 to often and get something from it, and. The danger, I think, in reading a news story is that it might, if you listen to it three or four years later, you know, it might not be that relevant anymore. So we've kind of gone through um, some of our favorite news sources and tried to choose stories that are, I think, like timeless or they kind of say something deeper about Japanese ideologies or, you know, just kind of culture of life here, you know? Yeah, I think the things that we're going to cover today uh, will also...
2: Uh, In some ways they could be timely because I guess you just never know what's going to change, you know, but um, I think they're also pretty evergreen, you know, I think we'll be able to talk about these topics. You know, going into the future as well. So, I think it's relevant for our
0: podcast, and sure. uh, I yeah. hope you all enjoy this. Yeah, episode. if you want more, we're gonna try this. It'll be a small episode. We're just gonna go with two news stories. You know, uh, but if you like this and we get good response, you know, maybe we'll do them a little bit longer and do them again in the future.
2: Yeah, or if you find a news story that you think we'd have um, something to say about, you know, send it our way, and we'll we'll. Yeah try
0: to see if it fits our, you know, personal taste. Yeah, we're not political, so I think we're kind of trying to avoid, like, about policy or laws or things like that, you know? Yeah, I mean, anything overtly, you know, like political is gonna be kind of boring for us I think you know it's just not like our cup of tea right we'll probably say a lot of wrong stuff more than usual so yeah yeah uh, anyway uh, the first article I want to talk about is from Sora News 24 and they used to be called Rocket News You're, you know site like, yeah yeah I, I remember Rocket News but their, I didn't know they switched over i pretty sure yeah. it's the same people let me know what you guys think if that's, if that's true or not <laughs> but um, they had this new story recently about um, a Lawson convenience store and how the L and the sign the neon sign was like off and people had assumed that it was burnt out and they were like complaining about the image and how they need to like you know tighten up their image and it's a business but then people were like re is on twitter um they're like retweeting another image of that same sign from a different angle, showing no 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 look actually we need to like um, show support to this business, you know. Even though they're a big franchise, what they're really doing is they're protecting this bird's nest, which is built right under the L. And there's babies in there, and they had the light turned off so it's not like keeping the babies up at nighttime, you know. And it's like letting them sleep. And for like such a huge corporation, you know, Lawson might be the biggest community store chain. I don't know. They're one of the big three um, to still have such a heart and do something that would yeah, yeah turn people off um, just for saving a couple birds. You know, is something we should commend and we should support Lawson. You know, so there's like this Twitter battle about it and um, for me I I like this article because I just wouldn't I can imagine that being reported on in the states like back in the 70s you know but not in 2019 in the US and uh, it's, it's very wholesome, and I think it really captures a certain pulse about Japan. What do you think about that story? You, you hadn't heard that story, I just... No,
2: no, no. Um, I think a few things come to mind when I, I hear that story. One is, first off, it's kind of interesting to hear that how people had an adverse mm-hmm. reaction to the sign. Like, right. I, I mean, I think that uh, even though Japan is usually pretty. I feel like people are pretty passive, you know, in a lot of mm. cases and stuff. I think internet culture yeah. is where, like, a lot of that passive, <laughs> aggressive, aggressive comes behavior
0: on. becomes aggressive Some behavior. Some real you know? conservative viewpoints, yeah,
2: yeah. And um, I know that, uh, I mean, from I don't read Japanese, so from anecdotes and things I've heard from other people. Um, not you know people on the internet are not always the nicest no matter where you are right and in japan is no exception so i I kind of find find that like that sensationalized like reactionary you know adverse reaction is kind of um interesting
0: yeah for sure i mean again image is very important here and people skimping on image. Uh, Also, uh, there's other stories that these Lawsons that some of the employees sometimes, this is, like, a little bit more extreme, but at nighttime, they would go in, like, the, like, ice cream cooler and, like, take pictures of themselves inside there. (laughs) And people, like, freaked out and said they are going to, like, boycott. And in the States, you'd be like, all right, that person just might get fired or something. But people were, like, wouldn't want to boycott the company over that. Yeah. Kind of one-off that one employee. Um, But, yeah, I think they... Can be dressed. They really expect perfection. I think here, are hold things at really high standard sometimes, and who doesn't meet that? Yeah, uh, they get pretty angry about that or something. I'd be like, oh, okay, the light's burnt out. Like, not gonna stop me from going <laughs> by yeah, my, yeah. my milk or whatever, you know? Yeah, it wouldn't prevent me from going to like. It'd be more lessons, of a subconscious you know? thing that you know I wouldn't really think about. But um, yeah, so that's part of the story, right? The other part of the story is the more positive point, right? Of like, that's so cool that. People appreciate nature in this way, right? Yeah, I think, um, yeah, the, the second thing
2: I was going to bring up was that it, living in the J- a Japanese city, you know, I live in Osaka. There, I noticed that a lot of people upkeep their little mini gardens they have outside of their houses. And um, there's a bit of a, an attitude to, like, maintain the natural stuff that is there you know i don't see a lot of people like going after the weasels or chasing away weasels or chasing after pigeons or chasing after you know uh, i've seen this in california a bunch of times where people would go running after and
0: kicking pigeons Mm. and kicking cats and stuff the more we have a visitor hello (laughs) nice to meet you (laughs) the more just try to i deter like cats with water bottles here that's a thing where they'll put like water bottles around the garden to kind of deflect. High five! Yeah, thank you! <laughs> well, yeah, this
2: is the no, like appreciation of nature, right? Yeah, I think that, um, I find it really interesting that, you know, people do try their best to, you know, maintain, like, uh, nests and things, you know, or Mm. more like, you know, the parks at the parks. They really try to keep, like, the nature there, and they don't try to, like, tear down, like, bushes
0: and stuff that are overgrown and things like that. The, like, old person who, like, takes care of the cat and feeds them tuna is, like, this, like, stereotype, right? But it's very true. Like, oh, every every neighborhood has one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I will say so. It's something I kind of knew about before I lived here, right? Is like Japan really appreciates nature and doesn't want to disrupt nature. An area I've seen that kind of broken more than I expected was uh, with children. Mm. And you work with pretty young kids, so maybe you you can say how your experience is. But uh, having a son, uh, he would kill bugs. You know, like uh, around the age of two, he'd see like an ant on the ground, just like go out and like stomp it, or a spider, and. I knew that my wife or I had not told him that because we personally don't do that. You know, I think after living abroad kind of made us that way. Yeah. And then um, I felt, felt he had to have learned that from his school. And he's the only non-Japanese person who goes to his school, you know. And, yeah, like when I go to pick him up, I do notice that the kids are like five, six or under do like go around and like smash bugs and like roller coldly like they kill bugs and that really kind of shocked me because the adults in japan i see just the complete opposite of that you know yeah and it's interesting that that there is that primal urge but i think it's part of the culture that when you get older i was just surprised like the teachers don't yell at them more like i I get really upset when ollie does that you know oh yeah my my students uh i teach some young younger children
2: as mm -hmm. well and um my students collect uh, dangamushi, which is roly police roly pulleys, And they love collecting dangamushi and they always have them. I always ask them, like, you know, how do you keep them alive? You know, and they don't even consider that. They're like, oh, just keep it in this this container, right? Yeah, yeah. And uh, so not, right now I'm trying to actually teach them how to prolong, you know, their lives. So, do you I find your kids like, kill like, bugs, yeah, though, like, more than you thought they would? Well, they put them inside. I, I don't see anybody killing bugs, right. but um, uh, I'm sure it happens, you know, mm. I'm sure it happens during recess time, but they often collect them mm-hmm. and then they oh, keep yeah. them in a hot jar
0: or hot, you know, uh and he, container yeah. and then they don't, they, they don't they consider die. Yeah, the they die. yeah. Collecting uh, bugs is a really, really, I mean, that's a whole other topic, but, but kids e- collecting bugs is a big deal.
2: Even me living here. Like I see a lot of people jump away from bugs and stuff, but I never see anybody just like straight up stomp on a bug. I've like never
0: seen a grown adult.
2: Never seen I'm it. Just kids. And, um, I've and everybody at like my coworkers and stuff. They always say, Oh, I found a spider. It was so hard to get it out
0: of the house. Yeah. And
2: I'm like, like, you didn't kill it in your house? Yeah, you know? even no, some no.
0: frightening big ones, you know? Like one, yeah. I don't kill bugs, but if it's going to endanger my life in any way, I, I will kill it. Oh, I'm going to show you a picture of the spider that was in my house the other okay, day. Yeah, yeah. I probably know the type. There's the ones yeah. that look like one step away from tarantulas here. They're called huntsman spiders, yeah, yeah, yeah. and they are gnarly, yeah. gnarly. And the Japanese say that those ones in particular are good luck to have in your house, so... Yeah, they'll just show you the appreciation of nature. So yeah, yeah that, because they'll eat the pests that come into your house, including mice and birds. Right, right, right. <laughs> but anyway, I, I like that article because it's such a, it's quintessentially Japanese to me, you know, that that happen, And that is a new story that people would like get happy about. So. Well, we
2: love convenience, too, you know. And um, another thing that I, I was thinking about when thinking of this article was um, how certain convenience can be unique. Like depending on the owners and stuff, you get different vibes from different different convenience, Even though they're chains, like Lawson's yeah. in particular, is known to have like the Dragon Quest Lawson's, which mm. I know is kind of a corporate thing, where they have uh, these special pop up
0: yeah. Lawson's or Lawson's, the Natural Lawson's and stuff was, like that. I was in taking Tokyo. pictures of all the varieties, particularly in Tokyo. You get some really unique, yeah, Lawson's. Yeah, I say Lawson's more than the other ones. Um, So sometimes they make unique moves that, you
2: know, and you you could say, oh, wow, this this Lawson's a little different than the other Lawsons I've been to. Or this, you know, not often, but it does happen. Mm -hmm. And I think this is one of those aspects of them kind of uh, displaying their uniqueness, you know, or a little bit of a um, anti, not anti-corporate, but like the fact that the corporate gives them the ability to do these things. Yeah. Know? yeah. So anyway, that, that's my news story. <laughs> <laughs> Although the corporation probably did come and take, move the nest and, you know, get rid of it and turn on the light again eventually, but... Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay, cool news story. Yeah. Thank what you. you sharing? Sharing? What do you got for us? Uh, I'm going to take a break. A quick break. Yeah. And then when we come back from the break, uh, we're going to do a special segment and then we're going to do the...
1: Good morning, Blue.
2: A very special uh, place is special to me. Called Colombo Books. Um, we are recording at Colombo Books today. Uh, outside, they have a couple of tables and some uh, magazines, a lot of design
0: magazines yeah, and really, fashion magazines. Outside, it's all really cheap, like a couple hundred yen, you know, a couple bucks. Yeah,
2: this whole section right here is a hundred yen. Mm. Um, if you know David and I, you know we love magazines and we love yeah. Japanese magazines, you know. It's um, like art based magazines. Yeah, and you can't find, I mean, he was basically selling design. And art magazines, you know, photography, typography, architecture, architecture, um, film, and fashion, you Mm -hmm. know, like, uh, and a lot of vintage stuff, you know, so... um, All the good stuff, yeah. You saw a book that interested you, uh, and it wasn't particularly
0: cheap. (laughs) Yeah, so I think this place... Uh, specializes in like first editions and things like that um, you know getting the original form in there and this one was called Flash Up and it just kind of grabbed my attention it had like a tattoo guy, a Japanese guy on the cover and I was just kind of flipping through it and it seemed to focus as a photographer who focused on like the seedier side of Japan or kind of the underworld in the 70s which was a very politically heated uh, yeah. time especially around like Shinjuku area I know and uh, yeah I just had like some people who were down on their luck or like off, or looked like it got in some like the aftermath of like a fight in the street, or in motorcycle games and Yakuza, of course. You yeah. um, uh, so know, it was an intense book, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I would have a foot through. I really yeah. liked it because the society of Japan is not often talked about or documented, at least in the Western world. And uh, I would have picked it up for 50 or 60 bucks, but it was, the condition was a little worse for wear, too. It was going for uh, $270, so. We love this place, but there are some expensive things in there. But, you, again, come outside and you get your 100, 200 yen uh, items as well. So Yeah, and one of the best things about this place is they have great coffee. Really good coffee and yeah. really cheap. It's about half the price of the, the average in this neighborhood, which is Shinsaibashi area. Yeah. Um, yeah, so this has some outdoor seating, so, you know, the weather's got to be good if you want to sit down. But uh, yeah, yeah, I'm going to dig—I
2: have a feeling we're going to dig deeper— into this place uh, in, in upcoming ventures, uh, yeah, ventures. Yeah, but um, but for right now, if you come to Osaka and you need a place to get a good a good latte, good cheap coffee, or read a good book, yeah, come mm-hmm. to Columbo Books. And we're back. We're back. Yeah, That's and news. we're coming with my the News my by Matt. Yeah, so Kotaku, uh, it's a video game. Uh, website. It's they do blog blogging about all sorts of nerdy stuff, you know, mostly related to video games. But they also do a lot of good um, uh, blog posts about uh, Japan, Japan, Japan and Japan. and Asia in general. They'll do Korea and they'll yeah. do Japan, so they'll, honest, do they'll do China. It's my favorite Hong
0: part Kong of the site more than the game stuff. Uh, yeah,
2: like. actually I read their, their articles on there a lot more than I do um, uh, the video game stuff. Although they have some great video game articles sure, sure, too. Sure, sure but uh uh there's a guy that works for them I- i'm a bit of a fanboy yeah them before. Yeah. <laughs> yeah his name is brian ashcraft he lives in osaka so i have you know a special place in my heart for brian ashcraft and uh he- he's written a bunch of articles about like japanese culture and things going on whiskey. you know more modern cultures he has a book about whiskey um but this article really was interesting to me. It was um, about how tourism's changing Japan. and um, you know I'm going to paraphrase everything from the article, but basically it goes into how uh, tourism has exponentially increased in the last um, 10 or so years. Yeah. Um, in in the year 2000, you know it was like. 5 million people came to visit in Japan and now it's like up to like 30 30 to 40 million people yeah, yeah, yeah. coming each year and um, all the issues and, and you know blown out of proportion issues that have come up you know because right now there's a bit of an anti uh, anti-tourism mm. you know feeling that's going around in the country and um, it's especially being you know The media is covering it and sensationalizing it. Uh, But there are some issues that I think you and I can speak on because I think we've seen how... Tourism is affecting Japan in in some negative ways and some positive ways. So. Yeah, I just want to
0: say too, like when we first got here, some of our trips here, you could kind of feel that Japan was in a slump, like economically. I think a lot of like older shops seem like they're just gonna shut down. There's no one there at all, you know. Yeah. And um, I do think tourism is what Japan really needed. You know, mm-hmm. I think it's bringing in a lot of new life, and I see a lot of excitement in every city we go to. And there's probably multiple reasons for that of course but i do think tourism is is huge for japan you know Um, countries like neighboring countries like thailand or something remind me of that like it is like a big industry that drives them you know a lot of japan's classic industries like you know cars or electronics and stuff are dying um maybe slow some slower than others i do think this tourism is much needed for japan but yeah with that um for people who live here there's a lot of Downsides, and I think Kyoto is the place in our area that you'll notice it first. Mm. And I always ask local Kyotoites when I go there, like, what's it like living here, like growing up here? You know, do you hate the tourism? And they generally say that they've they recognize it as like a necessary evil. You know, like they're very thankful that their city is well maintained and prosperous because of it. But yeah, if they could get all that and get rid of the tourism, yeah, the crowds, you know, are a big issue. I think. Yeah, I recently have been talking with someone,
2: uh, I, a coworker that's from Kyoto, mm. and I think um, it's the same. She has, I think, the same opinion. But then, I, I think also there's a, this. I think there's this idea coming up with, especially the young people, that that Gion and those areas mm. that are really tourist heavy yeah. are not the places to be anymore. And I, I, it's kind of exciting for me because I would like to see other places in, you know, Kyoto becoming, you know, kind of like cooler spots because Kyoto is a big area, and when you go there, you're mostly in like the main. You know, you're other, either by the canal or you're in Gion, the Gion or the shopping shoten guys, right? So um, it'll be interesting to see if, like, some of the cool Japanese places move outside of the city. But um, and, but I feel sorry for people that do feel like, oh, I'm going to avoid Gion, you know, just because it's so busy and, and congested and there's so much... Um, as, people have said like tourism pollution and photography pollution and you
0: know yeah part of it like that. i mean is like japan has very it's a rule driven country right and there's a lot of social norms where you don't have like laws you know or signs up in the street saying things but you just know not to do it and yeah as tourism increases the tourists don't aren't aware of those social norms you know i think and um i think it's kind of hurting Japan and I would kind of worry that there might be a trickle down effect you know of like younger generation Japanese if this keeps happening I mean Japan's a very special place it's easy to say I want them to be more like the West in some ways but ultimately like I like Japan because it's different yeah and with the Western influence you know if people were (laughs) For example, graffitiing like sand dunes, you know, or, or some of the other things. Oh yeah, yeah. Neg- negative from that article. There's
2: that. There's. Um, I think a lot of people are kind of concerned because uh, some of the tourism is bringing in people that aren't spending as much money as Japanese tourists would spend, or mm-hmm. s- would spend. And Japanese tourism is a big, like
0: always been a big deal you know, in the country. Japanese right? don't often leave Japan. They like that traveled in the country. Yeah. So, and, yeah, they'd spend more money at restaurants and things. Yeah. That's, that's interesting. And so,
2: uh, so, one of the things Brian Brian's article uh, brought up was that uh, people are spending like buying the cheap su- sushi mm. as opposed to buying like the expensive sushi, which Japanese tourists would do, right? Mm. So in some ways, there's more people, but they're not making as much money because they're they're buying only the cheap cheaper so I- lower lower items, you I know. Consider that. Yeah, and then. Um, yeah, the tour is vandalizing things. So there are these uh, Tatori, what are they? Sand dunes. Sand Tatori sand, dunes, yeah. sand dunes. And um, those have been vandalized, you know, like
0: people are writing, I love so-and-so. But by vandalized, yeah. it's just like, again, these are things that back home, not a big deal. It's normal. So what everyone does. They're just in the sand, like drawing in the sand. It's not like spray paint. Yeah. They're just drawing images in the sand but some things are
2: more permanent so like kyoto has like a lot of bamboo forests Mm. and people are writing their names names, you know and carving their names inside on those you know um Mm. the pieces of bamboo and so the point my last article with the appreciation of nature right yeah Yeah. so well uh, uh, this is a tourism problem you know these are outsiders coming in and not you know respecting respecting the land um in the article they also mention how Beat Takeshi is a we we are both big fans of. You know, yeah. He's a
0: actor and artist and uh, you know all around, all around creative guy. Guy. I mean creative guy. Sometimes he has very conservative viewpoints about non Japanese though. So
2: I'm interested to hear. Yeah. What he was talking about was um, he said that, you know, you either for the Japanese have to decide, you know, do we choose money or do we choose culture in this situation? Mm. You know, are we going to cater to like all this big amount of tourism and then make tons of money? Or are we going to go and choose, you know, say no to the money Mm. and then choose culture? And I think he was leaning more towards the say no, the money in cheese yeah, culture. Which, he, of he course, would, yeah. he, he would because
0: money is no issue sure, for sure. Right? And again, he's a little bit old, old school now. Yeah. Um, um, but yeah, I mean, in Kyoto, I know they've done a couple of things in the last year. One is that they charge a special tax at hotels now and I've felt this even at cheap sure. hotels I, th- I do think if it's under $100 the taxis are less or it doesn't exist so like hostels but if it's over 100 bucks, there's like a it's like a $10 tax um, and that's like their bus system was really hurting from the tourist industry like to ride a bus in Kyoto just even a local bus not one that goes far I mean, it's just like standing room only you know um so i think they're trying to increase that um system of buses out there and just trying to use that money to keep things a little bit nicer that the tourists kind of can wear down this is city is not made for that amount of people you know yeah um there have been times here in, in osaka
2: i've been down in to the yeah. dotonbori and i've been on the little bridges that cross over to the dotonbori area mm-hmm. it's a famous place where people take photos Everybody knows the Julico, Jellico. I, I never know how to pronounce that company's oh, G- name. Glico. Glico. I say it, yeah. Glico. You're probably right. The Glico man who's running, you know. Mm. Um, but, uh, yeah, there have been a couple of times where that bridge has got to have been at maximum capacity. Kind of where, through, there, like, right? pe- so many people on there. And I was like, man, in an earthquake or something. I got, can't imagine this is good. Like, yeah. I mean, people were packed in, like, sardines. Japan's you know, already like, a crowded place, you know. Yeah. I think that's part of it. Um, But these tourist spots, I mean, even when I moved here to Osaka about four and a half, five mm -hmm. years ago, um, the tourism was a lot less.
0: I mean, you could see that it's it's just grown and grown and grown. So I always, even in the last year or two when it's just been crazy here, certain areas that I just don't really like going to. The thing is, normally for us, we have jobs where we get like weekdays off, and that's like golden in Japan, and you just have the, the city to yourself. And now it's kind of getting not like that anymore. Like, I'll go out on, like, a Tuesday at, like, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. Like I'm going to have, like, the train and get all the seats and stuff. But because, yeah, tourists are here on weekdays, too. You don't really kind of get that, um, yeah, uh, city to yourself anymore. Even in Kobe now, I used to always say, like, it's not in Kobe. I've not felt tourism out there, you know. No one's coming to Kobe. Yeah. But I, I definitely – I don't feel it's, like, crowded or I don't feel any negatives from it. But I just see a lot of, like – non-Japanese people where usually when I'm in Kobe uh, it's mostly locals you know if they're non-Japanese yeah right and definitely seeing you know the backpacks and people taking pictures and things like that much much more just in the last six months I can feel it in Kobe it's almost like overflow you know like maybe it's their second trip they've come to Osaka and they, they try out Kobe or something or maybe they just want to get off the beaten path a little bit more yeah but that being said like even we're in Osaka now there's a lot of cool neighborhoods where you just you won't see tourists you know yeah i think you could get away from it very easily you know Mm. because tourist spots tend to attract
2: like you know a lot a lot of people yeah and um because tourism is because some of japan's neighbors have become a little more economically stable like korea and japan uh, korea and china yeah um you know you get a lot of Korean and, and Chinese visitors and these, they tend to stay people. in like the same neighborhoods yeah, you know like they, I never see them like back here nah, nah, they mean, love they really. love Namba very much yeah
0: Namba Namba's and um, Kyoto and yeah. you know Shibuya it's you interesting know? to see too like Kyoto I see so many French people you know but overall in Japan I don't see that many French people yeah but Kyoto particularly like I hear French all the time there you know it's interesting that certain areas attract certain countries you know yeah but, yeah, tourism right now is a big talking point. And as the Olympics come up, I think it's only going to get worse or better, depending on how you look at it. You know, more people will keep coming here. I do think after the Olympics, I think a year after, it'll still be on people's mind, you know. Mm. Maybe you get people who've seen the Olympics and like, oh, that Japan place looks cool. I'll go there. But I do wonder, like, 20, 2022, around there, you know, I think that'll be the true test. Yeah. I think a lot of it is also due to the yen back when Matt and I have like gotten the raw, yeah, the raw end know, of the yeah, deal well, yeah. because we used to live in Korea and be dying to come out to Japan and it was so expensive to come here the US dollar and the Korean won exchange rate you know if you wanted a beer that's usually $6 in Japan at a bar you're paying like $10, 11 for it and it was just really hard to come here <laughs> and <laughs> now that we live here and we want to like sometimes send our money outside or go travel Yeah, yeah. Uh, the yen is, is weak relatively yeah, it doesn't go as far as it used to Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. For sure. so I think a lot of people it's much cheaper Relative to the previous times, you know, the last uh, 15 years or so. Yeah, that's always going to encourage
2: tourism, too. And, I mean, it, sure. I mean, I would have come probably two or three times had, you know,
0: the tourism, you know, the, the yen been like this, you right, know. Right. So, I do wonder if that changes, if that situation changes, if this will be, you know, just a blip in time, you know.
2: Yeah, I always wonder how, you know, it, one of the goals is for my goals is to learn Japanese and and one thing that's kind of encouraging me to do this is the pressure to not be like a ta- tourist yeah, you know because yeah, yeah. in some ways I start I'm starting to feel like you know I get treated like a tourist in in my neighborhood and yeah. stuff and I'm like kind of like I don't know if I want that that yeah, it's a double you know st- to be that way all the time you know it's a uh This is good and bad, right? Yeah, there's some positives that that come with that. But then at the same time, you know, I don't want to be lumped in with, Uh, you know, the bad tourism stuff that, you know, people are complaining about. So
0: um, I'll say that we can kind of feel it with our show, too, that I feel like originally most people we got reaching out to us, you know, lived in Japan yeah and we always kind of wonder who our audience would be but yeah I'd say in the last two years granted our show's grown too um but yeah it feels like the majority of the questions we get are from people visiting here now rather than people living here yeah and i do think that's because more people are coming out here
2: which is fine you know like i mean i appreciate people yeah, yeah. like asking us for advice i don't think we we talk about like you know a lot of the big tourist spots that often so mm. um You know, if you do hear, if you like what we talk about, and you feel like you know some of the places that we talk about seem cool, and you want to know where those places are, just I mean, hit us up. We always down to like the
0: appeal, right? Like a lot of people want to go travel somewhere and live the local life, and I think probably that's why. We get the response we do is cuz yeah yeah some people don't want to go to Dotembor and get squished
2: on the bridges <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah I mean, or go to too. the small uh I forget what the name of that market is in Kyoto do you you know what that is a small fish you market it, you said it earlier I know I said it earlier S- but you know I can the, never remember anything
0: the, and then yeah but uh yeah, I mean, nishi Nishiki yeah all those places Nishiki are cool market. you got you got to go once or twice but if you're here longer you come back on a second trip that's where our podcast comes in, yeah, yeah, uh, so, anyway, yeah, those are our kind of two articles that show uh, a little bit uh, about Japan, what's going on in Japan, and you know, some kind of deeper issues here. Hope to do it again soon sometime. Yeah, uh, that's good. I like this, all right, and uh, yeah,
2: find us all over the internet at Japan 2.0. Uh, spell out the point in and yeah, put that, put that <laughs> and, zero in and put a zero yeah it's not yeah. 2.0 That's i guess that's the kind of confusing part about our name we always <laughs> choose a name that has one part that kind of uh, it's a little confusing but that, uh, but you'll find it
0: you're smart enough you'll find it you got to sort out if you found our podcast you'll find congratulations you'll find a, a congratulations we made it yeah. hard to find yeah uh, this episode music is by a group i only recently came across uh, about a couple months ago called Tokyo Health uh, Health J- Club, right? Tokyo Health Club, of course. How yeah, could yeah. I forget the club? kind of jazzy, hip-hop. Uh, they do some collaborations with like MC Perro, a female musician we like. Yeah, yeah. is uh, great. You know, a lot of times, groups like this, the first album is great, and they kind of go downhill. But this this group's got, I think, two or three albums, and they're all pretty solid. So... Uh, names are kind of kanji heavy so I don't know what name. the name of the song I'll feature is but check out our show notes and I'll have the name up there for sure
2: yeah and we'll have links to the articles yeah uh, those two
0: articles you can read all yeah, the details yeah so um,
2: you know we want to give credit where credit's due so if you liked us going over articles or news articles mm-hmm. and if you'd like us to cover some more yeah let us, please let us send know. send us an
0: article that you think. read about and maybe you can't believe it's true we can confirm or deny how legit that topic is yeah and, and if it's a small you know answer we
2: could do it at our our segment Miss um,
0: yeah yeah Miss 2.0 Miss right anyway <laughs> trademark Matt, Matt and I are about ready to go to a local record shop that has a bar in it I'm looking forward to it yeah yeah let's so, get over there let's go alright peace see ya
1: 黄に呼吸を拓かみて no, I'm the you Good morning, I saw a blue. When I wake up, this 出ていくスタート今日どうりよ、歌はさあ、な、シェハジ書いた方が気つまし。うん。俺はいつもめんど Morning, welcome to welcome to Good morning, America, I'm standing sure on the